You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. And, Brian, we're going to talk about, I'm going to call them the pesky Yankees because they won't go away. Just when you think maybe it's time to rule out this team and and a chance to play in October, they just get it rolling again. They get in a little spurt. They got shut out on Friday and Saturday, and it kind of looked like things were slipping away, I thought. But then they bounce back and win Sunday, and then two straight over the first-place Blue Jays. And suddenly the Yankees again right in the thick of things. Three and a half back in the wild card, four and a half back in the division as we record this. This team won't go away. They seem to have a lot of heart. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this team has had every opportunity to roll over and pack it in. I think they very easily could have done so right at the trade deadline when you trade away uh, your big piece to the bullpen, Carlos Beltran, your best hitter. Uh, you, you get rid of those guys and then you go on a run. I think uh, not a lot of us would have expected that, but I think it, it says a lot about the heart of this team, as you mentioned. Um, they, they are fighting for it. I, I don't know if they can actually get there. I have questions about the if starting rotation can actually get them over the top and get them into the postseason. But if they don't get there, it's not going to be for a lack of trying. And I think, um, I, as we've said on the podcast the last few weeks, no matter what happens in the rest of 2016, whether they can pull this off or not, uh, it's got to encourage Yankee fans a lot for 2017 and 18 to see these young kids come up. And, and it really, it's been a fun team to watch. I, I think it, you've seen the energy level jump, and, and that win over the Blue Jays, a 7-6 win where they hung on by the skin of their teeth, Brett Garner jumping against the left field wall to catch a final out. Uh, you know, if that wasn't their best win of the year, I think it was at least their most exciting win of the year. So it's been a fun team to watch, uh, regardless of whether they can get in the postseason or not. You mentioned Tuesday night's game, and it kind of had it all. It had a, a ton of pitching changes. The Yankees used eight pitchers, and three of those pitchers didn't record an out. So it was that kind of a game back and forth. Obviously, two teams battling it out. What was the atmosphere like? Did it almost feel like a playoff game when you got into the later innings Tuesday? Well, I tell you, the crowd was a little underwhelming. I, I think that, obviously, you would have liked to see a bigger crowd on hand for that game, but the, the ones who were there were into it, and there was a lot to be into. And I think that the pitching changes, as you mentioned, uh, that's the danger when you give Joe Girardi an expanded December roster. If you give him the opportunity to play matchups and those extra arms, he will do it. And uh, part of the reason that he wanted to do that and didn't want to go to Dylan Batances early was Batances was going to come in for the third straight day. He'd thrown 22 pitches over the last two outings. Uh, he knew he only was going to ask three outs from him. As it turned out, he only wound up getting one. Uh, Batances threw a, a season-high 40 pitches, and they had to go to Blake Parker to get the last two outs. And I think that if you told me the Yankees were going to beat the Blue Jays and Blake Parker was going to get his first Yankee save, I, I think I would have said you were crazy. But uh, it was that kind of game, a crazy seesaw back-and-forth game, uh, a lot of lead changes, and uh, it was definitely fun to, to watch it and be a witness to. You have to be careful with Batances at this point. I mean, the Yankees were in a situation, obviously, uh, for much of this season where you didn't really have to worry too much about the closer because if he couldn't go on a given day, you had two more closers behind him to throw out there. But now it's a different situation. Batances is the guy, and you mentioned he had already thrown a couple days in a row, and then he has to throw 40 pitches to the point where Girardi has to go and get him you got to be careful, right? I mean, you can't overwork this guy here down the stretch. He's still got a stuff to give to this team and obviously a future as well. 
Well, look, I, I think that if the Yankees are going to go to the playoffs and if they're going to do anything in the playoffs, they got to have a healthy Dylan DeSantis with them. So, uh, and I, that goes for next year as well. So I think, yeah, you need to be careful here. But this is September. This is when you got to push these guys. And Girardi typically does not ask his pitchers to go three days in a row. He's, he's eased off that restriction here. He did it with Tyler Clipper. He did it with the Kansas now. Um, it's September. This is do or die time. I, they are in win or else mode. Uh, you know, if if they need to ask a guy to throw 40 pitches to get a win, um, they're going to do it. So, Matanzas probably needs a couple days off here, but uh, this is what you play for. This You play for a chance to get in the postseason, and uh, the Yankees, you know, the odds still do not look great, but they've got a chance, and that's all you can ask at this point. Um, you remember what a terrible start they got off to in April. They've dug out of that. They've been digging out of it all year, and for them to be in this situation and to not just be in a wild card race, but you can actually say they're within spitting distance of the division uh, in September. I think that um, given the way it started, uh, it's it's been a terrific comeback story for the Yankees, regardless of what happens. And you look at the standings and you talk about a division race and a wild card race, and it's almost like you're talking about the same thing at this point. I mean, sure, for the wild card, you kind of throw the Tigers in there as well. Maybe the Astros are on the outside looking in, but you have. Blue Jays, Red Sox, Orioles, Yankees, four teams, and there's three playoff spots there with two wild cards in the division. It almost feels like one of these teams is just going to kind of be left without a chair when the music stops, but the other three could very well get through to, to the playoffs. No, it's fun. I mean, that's all you can ask is that the season goes down to the final weeks and you have a chance. I think that's the beauty of the second wild card is that you've got so many teams now who – if you go back to the old format, you're, you're just kind of running out the clock and you're calling up your prospects. And the Yankees wind up calling up their prospects anyway, but these guys are actually helping them win ball games. So uh, I believe it's nine out of their last 13 they've won. And, and that's doing it without Aaron Judge hitting a whole lot. Gary Sanchez seems to have cooled off a little bit. Uh, Tyler Austin is heating up again. Uh, so yeah, you're getting contributions from different areas. You had Luis Severino come into a game in Baltimore and, and save the day there. Uh, as we mentioned, Blake Parker comes in. Adam Warren pitched terrific last night. So uh, they're, they're getting contributions from a lot of different parts. Uh, and this is obviously a, a much different team than we saw in May, June, July when they were leaning on guys like Aroldis Chapman and Andrew Miller and Carlos Beltran and waiting on Alex Rodriguez. Uh, and things have changed a lot in the Bronx, but I, I think the biggest change is the mood has, has been altered because they're winning ballgames. They continue to piece together this rotation. Chad Green done for the year now with the UCL sprain, and that brings questions as far as, hey, we're recording this on Wednesday. Who's going to start Wednesday night? Brian Mitchell, likely starter. Is that confirmed now, Brian? And what can we expect to see from Brian Mitchell if it is? You know, as of last night, the Yankees still had it as a TBA, but uh, I think they're leaning that way. I think that you might have seen Severino if he didn't have to pitch in that game at Baltimore. But uh, Brian Mitchell threw 91 pitches last time out at AAA. He, he said it's as sharp as he's been since spring training. So uh, now is the time. I, I think you're going to see a guy who's going to go up there and compete. You're really asking probably five innings out of him. Uh, if you get five innings against that tough Toronto lineup, I, I think you're thrilled if he keeps the keeps you in the ball game. But let, let's remember Brian Mitchell was going to have a spot on this roster. He was a lock. He pitched terrific in spring training. Um, made it down to the final week of spring training, limped off the field in an uh, exhibition game against the Braves. He had a fractured toe. I mean, it was just the craziest thing. He, he went to cover first base, something he's done a thousand times, and he wound up breaking his toe and missed most of the year. But he can come up here in September, and 
and make a contribution, help out a team that really needs it. Because as I mentioned, uh, the pitching rotation is a little thin. I mean, Matsuhiro Tanaka has been terrific, but beyond that, I think you have some questions as far as a short series. If you put this team in the playoffs and they're going into the ALDS, uh, you, you don't feel great about their chances. So they're going to need somebody to step up here in the, the season's final month. And I'm not saying Brian Mitchell would get a playoff start, but he could certainly play a role uh, in helping this team get there. So I think that's important, and it's important for him for next year to show that he can be a competitor and contend for a rotation spot. One more thing to touch on with you, Brian. The Roberto Clemente Award nominees were announced on Tuesday. It's it's a big award for Major League Baseball that, that the league really likes and promotes, and the overall winner gets announced during the World Series every year, and it's an award that doesn't go to the best baseball player or the best pitcher. It goes to the guy that, that really gets things done in the community, off the field. And a lot of times you don't even hear about what these players are doing until they're nominated for this award and they're kind of forced to talk about it a little bit. But the 2016 nominee for the Yankees is Brett Gardner. Can you talk about what he does in the community around in the New York City area? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I spoke with Gardner a little bit yesterday after that was announced, and he was obviously humbled and honored by uh, being compared with and mentioned alongside Roberto Clemente, uh, who is known obviously not just as a great baseball player, but as a great humanitarian, and, and Gardner says uh, it's important for him to remember where he came from. You know, he came from a tiny farming town, Holly Hill, South Carolina, um, walked on to college in Charleston. This, this guy was not supposed to make it. He considers himself incredibly fortunate to be where he is, and, and he wants to give back to the community. Uh, I think for him and his wife, Jessica, it, it's mostly giving back to children. That, that's what's most important to him. So he's, he's active with the Salvation Army. He, he jumped on board with the uh, Taylor Hooten Foundation against the uh, abuse of steroids and, and try to make that known to young players coming up, young athletes. Um, but they do other stuff in the community as well, I mean, that you really don't hear about. Um, so he, he's active with the Ronald McDonald House, which uh, provides a place for parents to stay when their children are sick and in the hospital and um, you know, even just stuff like making sure that families in South Carolina and New York City have Christmas uh, presents under the tree and, and things like that. Um, he, he's been very active and quiet. He doesn't seek a lot of recognition for it, but uh, he's proud of it. It's something that's important to him. And uh, for the rest of his career and beyond, he'd like to continue doing that. So whether or not he wins the Clemente Award, um, I, I think the recognition and the honor of being just nominated was enough for Gardner. Great stuff, as always. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.